Welcome to the post Survivor Series uh, review. Sitting here with my dog Jeremy Donvin, What's and up, we just watched. I don't know what the fuck we just watched <laughs> over the last. How long was that show? Uh, Three like, and a half hours, yeah, something like that. Man, it was just like uh, just all over the place, man. Just raw domination. SmackDown made it look second rate. Yeah, you know, you, you would think going into this big Fox TV deal that they'd want to, you know, make SmackDown look as equal or maybe stronger than Raw. But it made them look like whole bitches out here, whole yeah. hoes, like just, <laughs> just unbelievable, man. Um, and I don't know, man. What do you think of the show overall? Yeah, overall, I would say it was a pretty mediocre pay per view. Um, there were some, you know, gems in there like the Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy, Charlotte and Ronda Rousey. Um, besides that, it was pretty rough around the edges. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> they had a lot of weird things happen because they said this show isn't like a canon show. Um, but you look at it and it's like, wow, Charlotte has this new character happening in it looking like it's starting right i mean um, the daniel bryan match he was continuing his heel stuff that they did on smackdown yeah. and then they turned him to a valiant babyface like halfway through like yeah. i don't know exactly what the hell they're um doing but um if you guys want to uh call into the show give me a call seven two no, i'm not i'm not gonna give you all my phone number <laughs> um but yeah so i guess let's start at the beginning man we had um the uh five-on-five women's traditional match. We're not starting at the pre-show because the pre-show doesn't matter. Yes. They announced it on commentary that that win that the SmackDown team got did not count as a point. So why are we going to even bother covering it? We're going to start right. with the women's five-on-five traditional elimination match. If anyone has ever come out here and lied to you and tells you that it matters, like the pre-show, tonight was a clear demonstration of why that, it does not. It, it doesn't matter. So we got Team Raw, which is uh, Tamina... Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, Bailey, and you know you had the team captain Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. So apparently, you know they did an angle on the pre-show where uh, they sent home Ruby Riot and Natalya because they got into a fight. So Alexa had to replace them with Bailey and Sasha and Rich. Why did they go through this whole rigmarole to get Bailey and Sasha on the team? When from day one, they could just put them on a team instead of doing this whole stupid match they did on Raw to set this up. Like, the, the only thing I can think of is they were trying to fill time um, on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Besides that, like, I mean, they could have announced it. It, it. it wouldn't have made more people subscribe to the network. It wouldn't have, like, changed any of the storyline going in or out of the match. I don't know. Like, one more person for uh, Nia Jax to turn on during right. the match? And I don't know. It clearly makes Alexa Bliss look dumb. It's like, Obviously, Ruby Riot and, and Natalia are feuding. Why would you pick both of them to yeah, be on a team? Yeah, and I don't know. This match, Nia Jax, I think she was, like, the big story of it. Obviously, she was a sole survivor. Um, she came out there and got more booze than yeah, she got anyone that, in a long she time. She got that uh, Zach Gibson nuclear heat. Yeah, that, that shaming man in England heat. Yeah. That Roman Reigns after uh, WrestleMania 33 <laughs> heat. Oh and they're gosh. running with this face breaker gimmick. So it's a thing now. Like, you know, this is the only business where you can just, you know, fuck something up, injure somebody, get pushed. Get a push, yes. Man, everybody should try that shit. 
but um, going to work swing on somebody yes yes where's, my, where's my raise yes <laughs> um uh, Bailey was, was Bailey and Sasha were dressed like uh, spark plug Bob Holly yes. out there. It was like, bro. And before we even get further into it, Raw won every single match. I cover Raw every week and SmackDown every week on Lords of Pain Radio, and I'm keeping a running tally of what was the better show each week. Mm-hmm. Raw has been the better show than SmackDown 10 out of the last 13 weeks. And what did they do? Reestablish the dominance of Monday of Big Bad Monday Night Raw. Dude, it's funny. You know, we do our predictions on socialsuplex.com. Um, we know a couple of us we make our predictions for every pay-per-view. And I predicted, ended up predicting Raw going over 5-2. to two. And I remember talking to James. He's like, you really think that Raw is going to you know, be up 5-2? to two? <laughs> hey, look at this clean sweep. Six, I don't know what this was, man. Um, but yeah, the, the women's match, I think it was just a match. Um, they got Naomi out of there relatively quick. Yeah, uh, Carmella was out of there. Sonya, Sonya Deville lasted a while. Um, Mickey James was, was there. Tamina was out fast. Um, not really anything memorable, uh, except Naya turning on her own team members. And this was like a theme of the night that I didn't understand. Right, everybody <clears throat> turning on their team. You know, what happened to Bram's uh, supremacy? Yeah, you know. And, and it's not even the fact they were just turning on their team. They were just fighting them in the middle of the match. It was like they would fight, and then they would go back to, like, having the match. Yeah. It's like the other person. It's like, I don't I don't understand this. Like, and then we had, uh, you know, the Asuka and Bailey. I mean, Oscar and Sasha Banks face off. Yeah, which they, uh, you know, coined as a dream match. Tried to push it as epic after they buried both of them sixty yes. feet deep this year. Sasha Banks hasn't been seen on pay per view since Money in the Bank and Elimination Chamber. Oscar, I don't know when the last time we've seen her on pay per view. These people, the audacity of them <laughs> to to come out here and try to push this shit is is like dream stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, man, I, I'm not feeling that. But, um, but yeah, like you mentioned, Nia Jax turns on Sasha Banks, pushes her off the top rope, um, gets caught in the Oscar lock. She taps out, and then Nia comes in with the big leg drops and the Samoan drop, and one, two, three, uh, out of there. Yeah. So like, <clears throat> and that's the theme. Like you know, they 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 were like, oh yeah, she's gonna be fighting Ronda Rousey next, and she's got all this heat. But you know, apparently she might not be the only one getting booed in that match. Right. So. Um, yeah, man. After that, we had Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura. My God. Um, you, you know, originally, when, when you hear on paper Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura, you think you'd expect a high work rate, epic classic match. You know, I'm, I'm getting visions of Ring of Honor, Tyler Black, and New Japan, Shinsuke Nakamura going head-to-head and having an epic brawl. Yeah. That, that's not what we got That's here. not what we got, bro. We got... We got WWE, mail it in, Shinsuke Nakamura. Methodical. And watered-down Seth Rollins. You know, Seth Rollins do nothing in the first half of the match, hit the Falcon Arrow, and then try to turn up towards the end. They had a creative finishing sequence, but I think the match was too far gone by that point, and it was just yeah. like... It was just, just a, it's so, just a match. It was just so slow. Like it was really slow. It was hard to get into the beginning of the match. I was like, okay, I get you want to start off with a slow pace and build it up, but like it took a long time to get to that step. Falcon Arrow. I felt like I feel like if that match would have happened on Takeover, like people would have been like, get this shit out of here, like yes. because like just the crowd wasn't into it at the beginning. 
they weren't really working to get him into it. And just seeing, like, you know, Nakamura just looks so washed at this point. It, it's sad almost because this is not the guy that was there in New Japan in 2015. Yeah, you know, uh, Josh, my co-host from Keeping a Strong Style, made a good point. You know, in New Japan, there were moments when Nakamura would mail it in and a lot of fans would complain that, oh, you know, Nakamura only turns it on for, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, Dominion, G1, New Japan Cup, and he would just mail it in the rest of the year because uh, he figured it out. Well, he figured it out in WWE day one after, <laughs> after, after the Sami Zayn match. He's like, I don't have to do much to, Ever. Get, a, to get a reaction and to get over. And that's exactly what has happened, especially on the main roster. He he knows exactly what he needs to do to have his little match, get his paycheck, and go home and go to the next city. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. It just, you know, like I said, like Seth Rollins, you know, stole everything except everything from Tanahashi except how to have a great match <laughs> with Nakamura. So, um, yeah, after that, we had a tag team match, uh, just absolute geekdom. And then we also had another story going on in the building. Uh, at this time, it was going around on Twitter that Enzo Amore was was in the building yeah. under in a disguise in a white hoodie, second row. Behind the long-haired dude. Yeah, the, and y'all know exactly what long-haired dude we're talking about. <laughs> but this fool jumps up on the chair. I don't, have you seen the video, Jeremy? Yeah, I saw you said in the uh, BWB. Yeah. yeah, man. So this fool jumps up on the uh, – you know, the chairs and starts doing his catchphrase, hijacks the middle of the bar, AOP match. Security, do you remember the lady that yanked Gronk up at WrestleMania 33? Yeah. Same lady, lady yeah. yanked this fool out the air. Like, <laughs> she don't play. Come here. She don't play. They said she needs to fight Ronda next. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I saw someone all with that. But, yeah, they got that fool yeah. out of here. Um, and, you know, immediately I started, like, putting two and two together. Apparently, he has some new music coming out. Um, you won't get me plugging, like, his music or anything, so don't ask me where to find it, what it's called, anything. <laughs> but um, he, I, I figured it was a publicity stunt, you know, yeah. to try to build his, some. His shirt was like a knockoff of his NXT, the blue and gold. It said, I'm doing just fine or something like that uh -huh. on it. Yeah. It's like, nobody nobody asked. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't ask, Chief. Like, I'm yeah. enjoying 205 without you, pal. Like, yeah. stay where you're at. Yeah, man. Um, but, yeah, like, in the middle of that match was a horrible match between AOP and The Bar, uh, highlighted by the GM of 205 Live, Drake Maverick, pissing on himself. So they did all that, and this match was just a match. Two big lumbering teams, heel versus heel. The Bar were baby faces. Yeah. Um, they got all the heat on Cesaro, didn't let him run wild or anything. Had yeah. Sheamus get in for a hot tag, and it you mean wasn't a, a lukewarm yes, tag, a lukewarm tag, and never it never quite got there. AOP ended up getting the win, but like I said, uh, Drake Maverick pissed got or excuse me, he didn't get pissed on, he pissed, he pissed on himself. himself. And bro, I can just picture Vince McMahon backstage just loving that. Ah, ah, ah. You see that? You see that, pal? The we piss. Made a piss himself. Yes. <laughs> but um. Yeah, man, these dudes, um, immediately after that, they throw to the video package with Buddy Murphy and Mustafa Ali, and all of a sudden you got to take Drake Maverick serious again. Uh, immediately after this guy pissed on himself. So this is like one of those things where we're being asked to turn our brains off when we're watching 
It's like, I can't take this guy serious. Right. He and, just pissed himself. And it, like, and, it, and, it, and it completely buries the 205 product. You know, Triple H is working so hard to get that show over. They're having great matches every week. And they, he's turned it into a serious product. But then you have stuff where you have Drake Maverick, uh, a babyface. With credibility. Yeah, credible, credible babyface general manager on 205. But all of a sudden, he's a, a heel raw manager. Pissing on himself. Pissing on himself on AOP. Um, it's, it, it makes no sense. Yeah. Um, we did uh, get the Cruiserweight uh, title match. They got about 12 minutes. Um, can you believe they gave Nakamura and Rollins 21 minutes? It, it, it felt like it, too. Yeah. But it was like, I don't know. Like It felt longer than that. Like yeah, It felt like it dragged on forever. <clears throat> But um, yeah, I really enjoyed this Buddy Murphy Mustafa Ali match. These guys came out here to uh, steal a show, and they had a great match. I mean, Mustafa Ali was just bumping like a maniac all over the place. This was the story of the match. Like Mustafa Ali was like, "What do I have to fall off of? How do I? How many times do I have to do it? Like, what do I have to jump off of to get y'all people to, to respect care. us?" Uh, and you know, by the end of the match, the people did. I mean, there was two hundred five chance. This is awesome chance. Uh, so they definitely they they took a cold crowd, turned it hot, and got them behind them, and you know build some credibility for both of those guys and a little bit of the two hundred five brand. Yeah, like it, it wasn't sustained, but it did happen. It, we did get some. This is awesome chance. We did get like some type of love. Um, yeah, I think they ended it at the right time. Like, the crowd was super into it, and the, I think the finish came at the right time. Yeah, I'm gonna bring James on here, um, right here. Get him on as well. Put the speakerphone on. But yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to see who's next for Buddy Murphy. I mean, he's a guy who's been working really hard. Um, I expect him to have a pretty lengthy title run. Um, and Mustafa Ali, the story is not over. There's money in the chase. And I think, you know, it's the right move to have Mustafa Ali chase a little bit more and maybe have him win the belt, WrestleMania 35. Right. And, and Buddy just won the belt uh, back in October. So taking it off him. And just throwing it to Ali. I mean, you have Cedric still waiting in the wings, so I don't know if they want to just go to that yet. Like you right. said, there's still plenty of time um, for him to uh, get on there. I think I got James here. Hello? All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Actually, hold on. Hold, hold on. Let me uh, get you on the speaker. James? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, there we gotcha. go. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, what was the next match after that, Jeremy? So, after the cruiserweight title match, we go to the the men's five on five traditional elimination match: Braun Strowman, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Finn Balor, Bobby Lashley, with the captain acting Raw general manager Baron Corbin against Shane McMahon, Jeff Hardy, The Miz, Samoa Joe, and Rey Mysterio. Bro, Shane McMahon, when is he gonna stop this? Bro, this man ends up the last man on the team for the second year in a row. And he just looks like an absolute clown out there. Dude, like that man looks so blown up. And it's not even like, it was like he's he that's a shoot. Like yes. he's not selling. He's about to die in the ring. Yes. James, what what do you think of this Shane stuff? Uh, I mean, I I feel like I feel like, you know. I think it's a really good idea to protect your top star in the company, in the, in the brand. I guess I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
as you mentioned, the second year in a row where he's been a final person to be eliminated for uh, for Team SmackDown um, on the men's side. This this look. To be fair, say what you want to. I enjoyed this match a thousand times, or not, maybe not a thousand, a hundred times more than last year when they did all the weird, you know, what, Triple H screwy stuff. Um, and they, you know, they got all the guys that could really work out of there pretty fast. But um, I feel like the the drama amongst teammates on the Raw side was far more um, far more interesting and important than the actual match. And I kind of feel like that's a problem. Yeah, Shane or Samoa Joe got thrown out immediately, and it was like, wow, um, they just lost like their tough guy. So yeah, you man. have Shane McMahon. <laughs> You have The Miz, you have Rey Mysterio, and, and Jeff Hardy. Like, like, who's the guy, like, that you won't fight <laughs> out of those guys? <laughs> like, is Shane the, the toughest-looking individual left? Hey, he's a, he's a striker. He's a shooter. He is the best in the world. Right, best in the world, MMA fighter. Yeah, you know, shoot fighter Shane. Um, so once Joe was out of there, I was like, wow. They're really like cleaning SmackDown the fuck up tonight. Like beat, beat that man like a geek. What what did you make of that that the, the dominance, James? We touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but we're probably gonna go more into it. What'd you think of this like how they just own SmackDown? Like, like, bro, like we do the show every week. It's ten out of the last thirteen weeks that SmackDown has owned them. Right. Um I, I think the saying I mean you look at, you know, the output amongst all of them were like, you know, it's Jeff Hardy and it's um and it's Ray, and it's Miz, and it's uh, I throw Shane in there with Joe. You think of the work they've done. Those, those, or not Shane, but the four, um, in particular, compared to the work that was that have been done amongst like the five people that are on Raw, like on TV. They, those old guys, the old guys plus Miz. I guess you throw him as an old guy too. The old guys that outperformed, like McIntyre, Ziggler, uh, Strowman. Uh, Bobby Lashley and and um and Finn over like since SummerSlam, so it's like it's, it's really weird to see that. But obviously, you know, they have the, they're pushing the Strowman the Strowman thing where like all of this is made for him to you know run through the run through the whole entire SmackDown team like a hot knife through butter to get what he wants, which is another shot against Brock. Um, I mean that's fine, um, but I I you know since you're trying to sell both shows maybe not make one look so bad like i have no problem with raw sweeping or even raw um winning or, or raw winning that match but like can it be not so dominant like a, like they won three they won with three so with three survivors yeah yeah fought them up all the way um, and one of them was bobby lashley who they have no problem beating on tv in the, in the bottom of hours on raw and it made smackdown look real bad like when Raw was fighting each other. Why did SmackDown break it up? Yeah. They should let those two just kill each other and then take advantage. <laughs> they tried to, like, um, uh, pump SmackDown up when they said they have a pack-like mentality and they were beating on them outside the ring and setting Strowman up for the, the patented Shane McMahon elbow spot that has happened a million times. Yeah. Um, They've done it three times since he's been back to my, to, that I can remember, and he's not landed a single one of them. It's, it's, it's really amazing. Fly, flying how, many, how many of those coast-to-coast coast do you think he actually landed? Bro, I, the thing, I was going to bring that up next. James, we will never know, and we'll never know because the camera <laughs> cut to make sure we didn't find out. Well, this is what I'll say. At least they didn't do what they did at um, Crown Jewel where you were like, he missed that. And then they replayed showing for sure that he missed it. Like At least like we just left to 
to, you know, kind of make an educated guess about it as opposed to when they, like, leave no doubt that, yeah, this dude is out here doing a spot that he whiffed on. And, and we're, we're exposing the business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah. The, Shaman Man, he, he came out there with his punches and everything else. And all the jokes. Like, if you want to, you want some jokes for the evening, uh, the next 24 hours or so, just type in Shaman Man on Twitter. People were letting him have it. And they were like, this is like some real, like, daddy issues type shit. Like, he's trying to make this shit up to Shane for all, you know, everything that's ever gone wrong in life. Like, he's trying to make this shit up, like, and be like, you're going to be the best in the world. You're going to do all this this, this fantasy life, essentially, <laughs> of Shaman Man being this great competitor. Uh, you know, me and Caleb had a conversation about that on Twitter, like, after Crown Jewel, and I was like, look, man, in storyline – the make good for for that sort of thing, is, or sorry, out of, out of storyline, right? He's giving that man a check and having that, and parading that man off in matches he has no business being in, in, in real life. And then in, in storyline, the make good is you lost to the Undertaker. You're supposed to go to fuck home three years ago. You've been on TV ever since. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers. Can we, like, can, can we, like, and he's still a baby face. Not for long. So you gonna do turn heel on a heel, Daniel Bryan? They're turning everyone heel. At this, at this point, rate, yeah, at this rate, who, the whole com- everybody in the company is gonna be a heel. Yeah, literally, John Gargano's a heel. What? I mean, like? <laughs> I mean, not, not, not only that, like right now, apparently, or maybe I don't know, but you know, like the entire SmackDown Women's Division, like the top two, the top two people in, in, in that division are both heels now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what was the next match, Jeremy? Well, well, before before we get that, we skipped something. We had the epic uh, promo video for the coming of Lars Sullivan. Oh my God! The roster. Are you guys ready for Lars to <sighs> you know show us what he's got on the main roster? Oh my God! Did they mention where he, what going to be on? They did no, not. I said coming soon. They did that for a reason, I think. Yeah. Bro, like, what would be the best fit for him? He has to be a heel, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I guess like you, you can't, you can't have him out there again. You can't have him on the same brand as Braun, right? No, no. There's no way you. He'll can do probably, that. yeah, probably SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. Five star Lars Sullivan, uh, a man with a five star match on his record, is coming to the Monday Night, uh, or excuse me, uh, the main roster. He's, you know, a big hefty motherfucker. Like, he's not really a good wrestler we've known that this guy has been like what he's one of the homegrown ones. He's been, you know, kind of what they're looking for. He, as far as the size and everything like that, but he's not really good. Like, yeah. and I don't think he translates uh, in TV on TV as well as he does in person. We've seen him several times. I wonder how big is he going to look on the main roster? I hope they don't stand not next not to Randy all. Orton. Yeah. Not at all. Like he's lucky that he's lucky that Randy Orton is a heel right now. That's another thing. How many fucking heels are we gonna have on a male singles roster? Bro, there's no baby faces worth a damn. Like we have AJ, we have Jeff, and we have Ray. That's it. Yeah. The fourth baby face right now is Rusev. Yeah, they gotta come up with something. Like something. Yeah. Dan Bryan saw the writing on the wall, was like, fuck it. <laughs> uh, the only people y'all pushing is heels. So I'll go heel. I'll go heel then. Uh, fuck. Up next, Lars Sullivan. My God, <laughs> Lars Sullivan's is the shit. <laughs> imagine watching, imagine watching Takeover, 
and like think, you know, after you mention the homegrown thing, and say, and say, you know, you're thinking about after watching Takeover, like, okay, so there was only one homegrown guy on the show, James. I'm getting to that. Oh, <laughs> they had the show. They had that show. Then, uh, and then the next night. They, and then you say, like, they, they want to bring up a homegrown person. And then the person you don't bring up is, 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 is Velveteen Dream. You bring in fucking Lars. Yeah. <laughs> That's so terrible. Yeah, it's like, what even is this? Because your play is like, nah, don't, don't ruin my Velveteen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I would say they, they'll ruin Lars Sullivan on the main roster, but it, it doesn't really matter. Like, it, it just doesn't. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah. so then we also had next, we got the announcement that uh, it will be uh, Dean Ambrose for Seth Rollins at TLC for the Intercontinental title. Oh, mid-card ass feud. Yep. And, and it's it, it just seems like Rollins was just so shocked and just in disbelief yeah. that he, he would be announced uh, to fight a man that he's feuding with for the last <laughs> month. Uh, Rollins is such an idiot. Like... <laughs> Dude, both these guys are supposed to be main eventers, and they're stuck in a mid-card feud. What is going With on? With each other. Yeah. So. I don't get it, man. What would what, what, you make of this? Remember all that great heat that them, um, you know, like using um, the, the cancer announcement uh, was going to be for, 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 the, for the feud? Remember how, remember how, remember how, like, you know, how people just were like, yeah, this, you know, it's going to make be such a big deal. It's a mid-card feud. Like, Ambrose is like a number two heel. Like he feels like number two heel. No one's like really mad at him. I mean, people like they're booing him because, of course, you're supposed to boo him. I mean, it's because Seth Rollins is a great baby. It's a really good baby face. But like, nah. Like you compare that to you, and then you compare it to their previous uh, to like uh, feuds or whatever else, and it's like this ain't even close. At least not yet. There's still time, but like they better get going. Yeah, I'm glad to see that they're actually gonna get in the ring though. Uh, because if if I have yeah. to deal with more melodramatic, uh, you know, burning of you know symbolism and all this other <laughs> shit, I'm good, bro. Yeah, emo Dean. Yeah. Emo Dean. Uh, Sergio says, "When is EC3 getting called up? He doesn't fit in NXT. Um, it could be any moment now. Like we don't know how any of this call of shit works." Right. I mean, that's another one. What do you think would do better in the main roster long term, EC3 or Lars? I mean, Lars gets to be a monster, and then I guess when that sh- monster shine wears off, is a wrap, right? He did a comedy exactly. act next. So if you're EC3, you have a look, you can talk, but your wrestling and, and, sucks. And you can, but the thing is, he can do any kind of talking. Like he's versatile. Like he could be a goofball because he is a goofball. And he could be serious because he look at him, <laughs> right? So you look, when it comes to Lars, like the second that man starts losing, it's a wrap for him. Yeah. And EC three's wrestling is pretty much on a level as what they're doing yeah. on the main roster now, anyway. Yeah, so. that's true. He he won't be no worse than anybody else. Exactly. I guess. Uh, you know the the WWE house style that that great main that great roster they have that that three point two five style. Jesus. Um, yeah. So up next, what was the next match? So next, we had Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. This was fascinating. This was very fascinating. I love the pace of this match. Yes. I love the intensity, Charlotte, the physicality. Charlotte out here, she about to shoot. Yes. On Ronda Rousey. Shooter Charlotte Flair. New gimmick. <laughs> um, I thought Ronda did well as well in the match. Like she did a good job with everything like she was doing. And I don't know. I think I think the bloom is off the rose though. Like yeah. her own crowd turned on her at the end. Crowd was booing Ronda Rousey. Uh, you know, after the beatdown, thank you, Charlotte. You deserve it. Na 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 na. Goodbye. 
Becky Lynch chance. Yes. See, for me, I thought that I thought that it was just uh, people were cheering the turn until she until she got up after taking that savage beating. She got up. She got she got her fucking uh, uh, trachea pulmonized, and she got up and walked it off. She didn't yeah. get stretched out. She didn't get assistance. She literally walked off. Yeah, that that's a that's a move they did like in 05 with Shawn Michaels and Kane. Shawn Michaels had to be stretchered out. Like Kane was out here breaking people's necks with that thing, uh, and Rana just walks it off. Get up and walks it yeah, off. Yeah, right? dusts it off. So, uh, so as far as the match, like, like like I said, a lot of like great physicality going back and forth, and then all of a sudden Charlotte just snaps and hits her with a kendo stick and seemingly turns heel. Um, and the announcers are freaking out. Why would she do this and everything like that? So my read on it, James, is they figure, well, we can just do with Charlotte what we did with Becky, and now Charlotte can get hot too. Right. We can make Charlotte the man. Yeah. And then I, I, go ahead. Yeah, and and be like, yup. And we still have, and we can do either match now. Either match, huh? Like, um, like they, so, like they saw it. Like we're, we're gonna take everything we did with Becky and apply it to Charlotte now. And Charlotte was already getting cheered for tonight. There, there is no either match. They're definitely doing yeah. Charlotte and Ronda. Again. Like, bro, like we, we've we've probably been hoodwinked. Yes. So either, yeah, either you're getting Charlotte and either you're getting Charlotte and Ronda, or you're getting a three way, which um, for me is like, don't do a triple threat. Yeah. Like, just pick one of them. I don't care. Um, yeah. So. I, I love this match. Um, I thought, I, I, you know, the finish was, what, you know, the finish was gaga bullshit, but whatever. Um, I, I, I was watching it thinking as she, you know, was losing her mind and, like, given the matches she had at um, Evolution in um, this match, like, in the ring anyway, she might be, like, the most, she might be, like, the most emotive wrestler in the company, in the ring, but then you still get, like, her promos are still with that weird ass delivery. Um, whether they face or heel is still just not there. But like in the ring, like Charlotte's at a point now where like you feel you you're like watching you feel her pain when she's selling and it's, it's awesome right now with her. Um and also like she actually brought the physical element um that Naya kinda had to 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 a Rousey match, which is like, I'm so much taller or bigger than you that like I can actually, you can actually buy her, like, Ronda selling for, for Charlotte's stuff as opposed to Nikki or, or, um, Alexa. Alexa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Charlotte, like, a grown ass woman in there. And she yeah. looks so right. much bigger than Ronda. Yeah. And they, and they were hitting the hell out of each other. Like, like, Charlotte, Charlotte brought it. Um, I mean, I felt like it got, I felt like the beginning of the match was awesome. Um, and then it got to a point where it kind of lulled. Um, not, not much, but it lulled a bit. And then we got towards, um, you know, every, every other move is like, I'm trying to get the armbar on you. I'm trying to get an armbar on you. Um, and they're like, they're going for the finishes or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed the match. I really did. Yeah. I love the wrestling in there. There was a lot of great armbar reversals and it's a lot of great reversals out of moves. I thought, you know, Charlotte looked really good. Ronda looks really good. You know, they have a lot of people in the PC who have been wrestling a lot longer than Ronda and don't look as good as Ronda looks in her matches. Jim. Yeah, I think that's I think that's because like uh, she's been hit before and she spar she spar she's used to getting hit at like even so like opposed to I mean 
you know, like there is a there is a difference between the some of the women on the roster and amongst like some of their some of their um, physicality and their ability to take a hit or deliver a hit, um, and like you know that this match had that. Um, and Ronda, you know, since day one has appeared to be a person that you know is physical. So I mean that I mean that's does nothing more than you know adds to the roster. So like you know. Keep them coming. Like her matches have been great this year. Yeah, aside got, from like the one. And she got hit the the, uh, the turnbuckle of doom. Got her lip busted open. Yeah. Okay. So to me, that was for like. So was do you think that was on purpose? Or do you think that was fortuitous? Just fortuitous juice. Uh, I think it was a hard way. Yeah, with accident. Yeah, I think so too. Like I don't think she intentionally back a little elbowed her, but no. like it, it worked out perfectly. Yeah. Um. What did also, you did you catch the Enzo? Like okay, so also, one more thing. Rhonda, this was the best gear she ever had. Like the makeup, I'm not talking about the makeup. It was, this was the best gear she's ever had. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Somebody said whoever uh, does her makeup is really the person who hates her the most in WWE. I saw someone say that on Twitter. Um, did you catch any of the Enzo situation, James? I mean, I, I didn't. I wasn't on Twitter, um, but like I did peek that. They were yuck chanting, how you doing? And then I saw uh, I saw somebody with his hair, and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess he's there. And then I and then I saw the crowd wasn't paying attention to that that tag match. And then I was like, oh, okay, he got up, he showed up there. I don't know how he got through and security or whatever else. Showed his ass, and then they escorted him out. And then people were saying, let him stay. And then people started chanting, we want Enzo. And the other half of the crowd was like, correctly said, no, we don't. Yeah, he got he got through security because he looks like a regular guy. A fan, <laughs> that's why they they don't know better. Oh, look at this little skinny kid coming in to watch his wrestling. Wow. And we've got, yeah. I, so I, I I'm skeptical of, of the Charlotte turn on Ronda. I, I was like, where are Ronda's friends? Like, where's Natalia? Shit, where are Horsemen chicks? Like, they just let her get whooped the fuck dragged. on, just dragged. And now when Charlotte goes back to SmackDown, it's like, well. I, I I beat her up, right? And then I think she assumes the heel role, and now Becky kind of falls into that natural baby face now. So we got the double turn, except Becky wasn't involved. <laughs> yeah, I thought, yeah, I'm thinking the same thing, too. Um, I, but I'm, I'm wondering if um, – but the thing is, she's going to show up on TV, and they're going to cheer her because she beat the hell out of Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't – I mean – so I don't know how I don't know if they want to you know really dig in dig into that until they know when Becky's going to be back. Yeah. So what what, what do you make of, of them turning on Ronda? Because I, I look, man, I, I I said it was coming from day one, and it's here in full force. I mean, I mean we've all talked about this about like yeah, it's going to come eventually. It's just um, I didn't think it was going to be Charlotte Flair. There to get it to that point, you know. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> well, really, well, we, really, we can, we can. And uh, also, there, do you know the part where, like, somebody after she was walking off, you know, after getting her fucking uh, windpipe crushed, um, and she walked it off, um, she's walking to the back, and she's, you know, she's selling a limp, and you see all the scar, all the kendo stick um, welts on her. And she got her fucked up. Yeah. Somebody, some man in the crowd says, you know, Becky. He, he literally says something along the lines of. Becky Lynch or Becky's the man or or we want Becky or something and then she looked at her 
And then um, she looked right at this dude. And, like you can see her, her doing, and she goes, "You're not a man." So yeah. either A, she misheard what the dude said, or B, she was really upset that she sold her ass off and took that beating and gotten zero sympathy. None. And, and we can't. And, and that fucking look that she gave the crowd. Yeah. Like, bro, she was pissed. Yes, it was Charlotte Flair there, but we have to give some credit to Becky Lynch. Like, if that if Becky yeah. didn't get pulled out, oh, like, I don't oh, think it would have yeah. been as oh, bad. Yeah, like, I, I wonder if this is the same, like, plan they have for Becky to do to Ronda if they would have had that match. No. No. Yeah, Ronda would have beat, beat her. Tapped her out. Took her, took all her heat. Yep. Yeah. Ronda's a man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, she, she gave the crowd, like, this look that really, like, felt like there was something there, like, that I think we're going to need to explore. Like, we will have a dialogue. As they say, <laughs> um, but yeah, main event: Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar, champion versus champion. This match would have made a whole lot more sense had Daniel Bryan not turned heel last week. And I think the first eight or so minutes of the match proved that. Yeah, you know they have the heel out there just getting destroyed, and nobody cared because Daniel Bryan's a heel now. Yeah, so yeah, go ahead, beat him, fuck him up. But Daniel Bryan is so good. At, he fucking pulled him in. He's so good. At, at I, and I knew something was happening the whole time. <laughs> I was like, I like, I wasn't freaking out at first. Like, like something's going on. Like, he's going to get a comeback. He's going to get a comeback. And then I didn't like That's the fact they were dropping him on his head. And I was just like. Well, the first suplex was the one that dropped him on his head. The other ones were like, the first one he dropped on his head, I was like, yo, this is, this is going to be bad. And then the, every other suplex, it, it seemed, every other suplex he seemed to not land on his head to me. Yeah, I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but I was like really looking to see if he landed on his head after the first one. But that was the only one, luckily. Hope you know, bro. So, do you remember during the Strowman and Brock match how how animated you got into this? So when Daniel Bryan kicked this dude in the nuts and hit him with the yes or hit him with the knee, bro, I thought he counted three. I, I I celebrated <laughs> like Dan Bryan had won. This man Rich was running around this place, man. Yes. You really you really thought for you thought for even a single second in this match he was gonna win. Yes, bro. I because, bro, because I, like like bro, he he pulled me in because it was like, oh, that's why they've been saying all this stuff about Dan Bryan has his plan. He looks like he's up to something. He the blah blah blah. blah. So it, and he just won the world title by kicking his kicking his opponent in the nuts and hitting the knee. So. When that happened, it was like, oh, my God, he's going to fucking win. Like, <laughs> and then, oh, yeah. you know. Also, also, because of this match, um, so Brock Lesnar is now the second person to ever kick out of the box to tickle me. Wow. Mm. Wow. Roman Reigns at Fastlane in 2015 and uh, Daniel and um, Brock tonight. Roman and Brock linked together again. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, so, like. And that was unquestionably Brock Lesnar's best match of the year. Um, that second half of that match, it second was half or like second half or last forty percent of the show, or maybe like even one third of the match. Yeah, whatever How it was. Ah, uh, you got the time on that, Jeremy? Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. They um, I guess you only, you only put it up quickly on the wiki. Right, I'm gonna pull it up on. It was um, it it was an interesting match, and it was like. 
I don't think is the match that Daniel Bryan wanted to have with him because obviously him fighting from underneath is a valiant babyface and fighting a man to man rather than running from him most of the time obviously would have been a better look. And, you know, seeing all this, it's just like, I don't know, man. Like, Brock is fucking Brock at this point. Daniel Bryan made that match when he, um, you know, he fucked him up, like, w- with the kicks. He made Brock collapse, basically, with the knee uh, deal when he had him up for the F5. 18 minutes and 50 seconds. 18 minutes and 50 seconds. Not bad. So, Daniel Bryan, when he had Brock in the um, the yes lock, you can just see the crowd rise behind Daniel Bryan, hoping that Lesnar taps out. And it looks like he's going to tap Lesnar out. And it's, I was just yeah. like, tap, motherfucker, tap. <laughs> like, right, but, this, but the thing is for me, it's, like, it's the same exact match as last year, except AJ had him in the calf crusher, and, instead, and he got out by, like, pounding his head in. Yeah. It's the same exact match. Brock Lesnar beats the piss out of you, and then the crowd turns on the match and calls it boring because they think it's, it's gonna, because they feel like you're about to give us the same old boring repetitive match you've been giving us since since summer 2014. And then like once the crowd starts, they, they basically I, I'm gonna whoop on you and suplex you and beat you until the crowd finally turns on the match. And then you're gonna throw random punches and I'm gonna sell as if like you actually ever landed any offense on me throughout the first eight minutes of this match. And then I start selling ridiculously and then you start throwing out all of your signature moves. Big moves, say the submissions, and you know, for a spot or whatever else, and then um, you're gonna get a, your your um, one more one more shot in, um, and then I'm gonna pin you. Like that's that's the same match. They had the same exact matches. I think Dale Bryan had, had less botches. Except this one had less botches because Brian more or less uh, bullet or uh, idiot proofed it to where he couldn't fuck up anything. Yeah, I thought there were like um like several like submission opportunities. I thought they were gonna go for like a guillotine at one point. Yeah. Um yeah. and they, they did, yeah. yeah. And they made Brock look like a, yep. a big goof in this match. Like the whole oh, the, the Oh yeah, he was stupid. The stair spot and just a couple other spots. He looked like a big idiot. Yeah. So I don't blame that okay, so yes, that looked terrible. But what I will say is it wouldn't look as terrible that Cameron was over further towards the corner where he should have been to be able to shield the angle to where you see that he's clearly running to the steps and Daniel Bryan is actually on the steps. They, they screwed that cameraman screwed them over. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, this is, um, a thing. Like we finally got Brian versus Daniel Bryan. Maybe not the way we wanted it, but what'd you guys think? Like you mentioned in the beginning of the match, it was very similar to every Brock Lesnar match we've seen the last, you know, five years now. Um, then, you know, Daniel Bryan had to come back, started getting very interesting from that. You know, I bought into a lot of the near falls with the low blow on the knee, the second knee, the yes lock. So Daniel Bryan did a great job, you know, getting getting me in the, invested in the match and the fans in, in the audience invested in the match. Uh, it was it's a very intriguing match towards the end, and I thought it can go either way, but of course it went the way we all thought it would go with Brock getting the win. But I, I think it's a testament to Daniel Bryan for him to even get gets you to believe that that he was going to win, yeah. and he still got it, yeah. like in in a, in, a, in a big way, in a main event way. That look immediately wins the title, already better than AJ, already <laughs> in the main event out here at a big four, unbelievable. <laughs> 
But yeah, what yeah, do you make yeah. of the domination, bro? The the the, the six nothing domination of Monday Night Raw. Like I understand. Okay, so um, 2016 they had three matches in Raw. Or Raw won the women's match and they won the tag match, and then uh, SmackDown won the men's match. <coughs> um, then last year, um, SmackDown or, or Raw won. Four to three, but they won all the matches that mattered. Like they won, um, they won the men's match. They won the, um, they won the the women's match, the women's singles match. They won the men's singles match. Um, <clears throat> like yeah, so. Um, oh, and also Raw, and also they won the women's match too because uh, Oscar was on Raw at the time, um, and that was actually her her first like part of push uh, uh, at that point in time. So, um, and then this year it's like, okay, we're all just sweep. So it's like, okay, so we need to just not ever do this again now, right? Because it's now 3-0. Yeah. Um, I think they embarrassed SmackDown. Like, yeah. how, like, there's no way to take them serious, like, as even a B brand at this point. Like, if you're just going to, like, make them look like such nerds, such geeks on every single solitary level it's like you might as well not even like lie to us anymore and try to present this as like like it's even like yeah clearly they still have raw position as a top brand even with this fox tv deal coming up it's like what do you guys it don't even matter like like raw is still gonna be number one while they're getting like you you people think the ratings are gonna go up like on smackdown and they might but they ain't about to throw Raw away. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, I, don't, I don't get it. Um, I, I do, but uh, actually, I don't like. There's no, there was no excuse for for Raw to sweep them. That was that's that's stupid. Like, it, it, it makes no sense. Like, and also, I mean, I guess it, on one extent for uh, the men's match, you could say, well. If they had AJ Styles and Randy Orton in the match, you know, it would have been different. But it's not even that. Like, or at least they, they didn't. They didn't say that, so we can't even take it as that. Like, they were, that, they, at that point, we're just making up our own story. Um, and it was, you know, I don't know. Like, what will you? What will you do? Will you give us a thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle, two thumbs up, two thumbs down. What will y'all do? I would. I think this is like a thumbs in the middle towards down. Yeah. I would say in the middle, just because there were some kind of uh, gem moments of like the Cruiserweight title match, the Charlotte yeah. and Ronda, or the end of the Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar match. Uh, but yeah, in the middle, kind of like getting, you know, teetering down. Yeah. yeah, like I really thought Nakamura and Rollins was just average. And I, I like, I actually, I like that match more than y'all did. Yeah. I, I just saw it and it was like, if this was happening at NXT, I feel like it would be so much better right now. Like, why was this any, like, uh, like if they got 21 minutes to do their thing, right? Why wasn't this yeah. as good as, like, <laughs> you know, right. like, whatever. Like, why wasn't this as good as the Sami Zayn match or whatever, right? And Because, because any guys don't know how to work, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, send um, them boys back to the PC. Yeah, you know. I, I got. I, I give the show one thumb up. Um, I like. I, I love the because like the the main event was, was the main event turned into like I got 
you know, one third of a classic match, um, similar to last year. Uh, I got a, I got another great Ronda match. Um, and then, like, you throw in the Cruiserweight match where they ki- they killed themselves to get the crowd to care about the end. Um, and then you throw in, and I actually, I actually legitimately like the, the Nakamura-Ronald's match. So, for me, I, I give it one thumb up. Breaking news, and this has nothing to do with WWE, but it has been made official. Hiroki Goto will defend the Never Open Weight Championship against Kota Ibushi at the World Tag League Finals. Which means Kota Ibushi is going to win the belt at the finals and defend against Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom. Yes, sir. We're getting the match. Don't play, don't play with me. We're getting the we match. Getting it. We, we get getting it. it. It got to be it. This is, only, this is the only big show they can do it to get this belt off Goto and then get it on Ibushi. I, I am not falling for it until they find a liver. You know how many times this year I have, I have <laughs> begged and pleaded for a, for a Osprey Ibushi match. I got teased with the New Orleans. I've been I've been stuck. It's been in my mind ever since then. And I got teased I'm on, on a different show or, or not too long ago. I'm not no. I'm not doing it. The same. I'm treating. I'm treating it the same way that I treated like Daniel Bryan at Summer uh, Summer 2013. I'm not believing that they're gonna make him champion until he's until he, I see him with the belt in his hand after winning a match. I'm just not. I'm not falling for it. Like you might have to, like you might do the same thing that they did back then, where the confetti falls down from. I actually start believing, but I'm not for now. I'm not believing that shit until this I see it. Sorry. All right, but I'm just saying this. After right. watching this show, should you trust any wrestling promoter? I, I trust Ghetto more. I trust Vince McMahon. That's true. But <laughs> my, my thing is like WWE is like that big X you have, like ruins so many things for you, like for like secure relationships you have. You know, like that, I, you know, I, I've been burned by this before. Like you have relationship PTSD. Like this ruins you for ruins you for every promoter. Like you just can't. You ruined it, damn it! You ruined it. <laughs> So they said uh, Ronda Rousey's uh, eye makeup was a tribute to Jim Ross and his his uh, fall. <laughs> Check the BWB. Check this out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so yeah, so, someone said that on Twitter. Okay, so what? Okay, so what are you looking forward to tomorrow and on Tuesday? Um. On Monday Night Raw, nothing. Like literally, like 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 they whooped all this ass, right? But they still got to go fight each other. SmackDown essentially has to like start over and explain literally everyone on the show. Wait, Rich, you're not looking forward to Braun Strowman getting his hands on Baron Corbin? He's allowed. He's allowed to touch Corbin now. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> so SmackDown they essentially have to reset their universe, right? right? Because Becky, we don't know if she's gonna be on TV. Charlotte's gonna have to quote unquote explain herself. Dale Bryan is probably going to appear, obviously. AJ might, might be back to address what the fuck's going on. And I feel like those three things are going to, like, just make SmackDown wild raw. So we'll be right back to regularly scheduled programming with SmackDown being a better show. Yeah. Is there any chance that they made a faction out of Corbin and McIntyre and Lashley? I hope not. Oh, boy. I hope That's not. a horrible it's idea. Kind of felt like. They assembled three, three, you know, three guys, and it's like, dude, why would you do some McIntyre? Like, what did Mac? I thought you were trying to push McIntyre and then get him over. Like, why are you putting him next to these fucking dead weights? Yeah, yeah, this is um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's one thing on Survivor Series I can recommend is, is the is the Charlotte beatdown of Ronda with that kendo stick. Yes. Wore her the fuck out. Beat Ronda like she owed her money. But like it was her the look on her face after she was like after she did it was like she was like she was pissed and almost like she was scared of what she just did herself. Like she was scared of how bad she was. That's it was crazy. Like it was bewildering. Like it was like I I, I it, I'm sure I've seen that kind of look in wrestling before, but like I just can't remember the last time I saw it. It was psychopathic. It was like it was violent, brutal. Like <laughs> I loved every second of it. Like that was like it was full whoop that trick mode. Like it was it was real. That was like uh, late '90s ECW, like uh, Raven and Tommy Dreamer stuff right there. Yeah, man. But I would have I would have been I would have given it I would been like. I've been like that match is perfect, and like when you put the post match, like it's perfect or whatever for whatever direction they're going. Until she walked out, of, I, I, until she got up with her and walked off with her own, on her own, like um, faculties with African pilmanized on the throat. Like, I just couldn't like yo. Yeah. There are some things that are just like, nah. Like your throat ain't tougher than your fucking metal thing and squished on it. Like no, get out of here with that. Like then they have Braun Strowman sell that with Kane. Uh, with a steel chair just like earlier in the year or like late last year. And he was like gone. Yeah. Braun Strowman, the guy that flips over like trust and shit. Damn. Becky Lynch on Twitter two hours ago. Un- unrelated to anything, but in Ireland, the slang word for toilet is Jax. Jesus, better than everybody on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, I, I didn't catch what you, what you thought of the Ronda booze that we got you on late, but or excuse me, the Naya booze. Oh well, I mean, of course, like we knew that was going to happen, especially when she started doing, she, you know, she did the hand or the, the fist thing on Twitter. Like, I mean, I've been mentioning y'all saying like they're going to bully her, they're going to bully her on like the crowd's going to bully her, aren't they? Yeah. Um, luckily, there were no chance that it broke out that that we're going to range it to you know tasteless, tasteless. Look at I heard. So that's positive, but um, she got her she got herself some heat, but like, it ain't gonna do her no good. She's not good this. Yeah, like she's, she's got all this heat, and now she has to fight Ronda, who people done turned on. So it's like they they it's like they keep getting people at the wrong time. Yeah, essentially, like with this shit. Oh, the thing is, like, don't 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 cheer, like don't cheer Rousey over this ever. So that's probably fine. Yeah. They had all that millennial talk and <laughs> thought we was gonna have some simpy. <laughs> nah, chief. No simpy. No chief. But uh, I, I guess that'll wrap it up. Um, thank you guys for tuning in uh, here in the Wrestling Square Circle uh, Facebook group. I'm gonna download this and try to get up up on the feed. Uh, thanks to Jeremy for doing the post show here. No problem. It's fun. And to James for calling in. And um, yeah. Know, normally, when it's somebody from um, from. Keeping it strong style on the show. They always talk about like trying to take my job, but you know this is the baby face here instead of the heels. <laughs> it was, I was just filling in. I was I was pulling a Charlotte. You were the Becky. I'm just pulling a Charlotte. You, you know, coming in for you. Hey, if you want to say I'm the most over person in the industry, who am I to who am I to disagree? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, man, that's gonna wrap it up. We are up out of here. Peace. See you.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.